retweeted it on there. What Humph Nut fans? I don't, I don't, well, that's, well, no, I mean, that's their thing. But, I mean, I'd, I'll be honest, never seen anything so weird. I took my lad to Leeds. We're still top of the league. That's all I can say. We're still top of the league by three points. Thanks to Derby County getting that last minute winner against uh, Norwich to uh, win 4 3. And who was the guy who scored it? I think it was a. Uh, it might have been Jack Marriott. And didn't you say he, he said he actually said in. There's rumours he said in his interview at the end that Leeds need to, to, thank, him. to thank him. Well, look, on behalf of Leeds United, thank you for scoring that winner against Norwich. Because we've ridden our luck. If you if you look at the context of the last seven weeks, we have ridden our luck a bit with the comebacks we've had against Villa, the comeback we had against Blackburn, and then even though we lost against Hull, we have ridden our luck with results that have gone elsewhere. So actually, we'll talk about this a bit later, but the, the lad to lead social platforms have been really exposed, is a word to say, to Hull City fans. And I've noticed a lot of them are saying how what a great way to end their year. But I think what we need to put into context is in a period where we've struggled with terrible injuries, not great performances, we've had luck and we've taken it, which in some years we wouldn't have taken that luck. And we've ended 2018 top of the league which for me is an absolutely fantastic achievement when you look compared to where we were this time last year and there hasn't been well the additions we have made haven't necessarily had time to impact on this season it is the same squad minus Asai's because he was in and out i think this this 2018 the 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 2018 season first half has been absolutely wonderful and spectacular the tactics the the play the difference in styles compared to last year the excitement we've had the moments we've had in this first half of this season have been absolutely nothing short of wonderful and yes really disappointing to lose 2-0 to Hull uh, to put it into context of our experience because this is what this is all about our experience of being Leeds fans uh, that are based in Manchester the other part of, of uh, well lads mum's side of the family and my mum actually live up in Carlisle so for this weekend we had to come up and visit all the family because we haven't seen them in ages so our experience of watching the the match was sitting in a pub in Carlisle called The Turf by Hardwick Circus I think it is and uh, eating the most fantastic meal for example mine was a pie with a steak on top that's right a pie with a steak on top um, and watching it come through on our devices wasn't it and you know it was really weird because my device was sometimes behind yours and and so forth and so forth. I suppose the experience was softened 
Yeah, it, was, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't, it wasn't like a as Blackburn bad. one when we were in Wales. It wasn't yeah. like that. Watching it, when we were in Wales, watching the Blackburn match in a pub all by ourselves, surrounded by Man United fans waiting to watch their match, that was a little bit more intense and disappointing and upsetting. Whereas this, because we were with a family and that, it was kind of, we were kind of, it was softened and we were kind of walking out with a smile. But I think also what helps that is, again, reiterating, we've ended the first half of this season, we've ended 2018 as top of the league and three points ahead. That is not just progress. The way we've done it has been absolutely fantastic. Now, obviously, not all is rosy in Leeds United land. There has been issues bubbling that I don't think I'm an expert in by pointing out, but I think if you look at the stats, we possibly have conceded more goals in the period without two regular centre-backs or experience, or let's cut straight to the point, with Calvin Phillips as centre-back than, than we have over any kind of period. I know there was a West Brom game where we conceded a lot and that wasn't the case there. It takes me back to the QPR game where Phillips kind of totally mistimed uh, a run to mark his defender and then Pontus came over and like totally misjudged a header. And it, it's the that's been a problem. The centre-back part has been a problem since... Phillips has gone in there. Don't get me wrong, I think Phillips has been playing absolutely fantastic considering he's, he's a central midfielder. Even looking at the... I, I wonder if there was any kind of tactician out there. I know there's an LUFC Twitter account out there. I might give drop drop them a tweet after this to see if they've got any stats on it. But I think that's certainly become a, a bit of an issue and is put Bailey Peacock under pressure. You can see there's an intensity at the back. Uh, an anxiety, a misjudgment happens uh, more so since we fell into this. You know, we I think we all know Calvin Phillips isn't a centre-back and, you know, I, I would shake his hand until the, the world stops spinning round as a thank you for what he, he's done so far this season. By no means is this a dig at all at him or Pontus. I just think you need stability. You need to... to to make sure we win this league, we need to sort out that back four. We're very sure we've got midfielders coming out our ears. I think it's that centre-back and that striker. And I'm going to say something that might be controversial here. I'm more than happy for Bailey Peacock-Farrell to continue in goal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually say it's his fault, any of these goals. Blackburn, yes, mistakes. But like we said in that podcast... Show me a keeper, a top class, who hasn't made mistakes this season. And I'm talking about the most expensive ones that play for Liverpool, Neuer, Chelsea, all of them. Allison's, They've all made mistakes. It happens. And generally, you've got to look at what happened before that. You know, what happened before these moments they made mistakes. And it's actually more the, on the player's side, I'd say, than, than anything else. You know, whether it's you know, giving away a silly free kick on the edge of the box, or it might be yesterday. I mean, you give us your thoughts on those goals we conceded yesterday, lad, against Hull. There, w there weren't anything special. It was literally just, like, mistimed challenges that we just, like, slide tackles that just slid past them. Bad clearances. Like, bad cl yeah, bad clearances. I think it might have been for the first one. I think it was, like, a bad clearance, and it came down 
and then their player Boney kind of like got it and went around a couple of our players. It was just, it was like, in my opinion, it was a defence's fault. Mm. But then for the for the second one, it was as well. I mean, that one was just a, was a shambles. Just played into the middle of the box. It was like a shot, took a bounce off and Boney got onto it and like just took a shot when there was like yeah, five defenders. Yeah, it came out to him in the middle, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, how did it bounce out to him in the middle and they were all, there was a massive gap between him it was almost like every, it, felt, it felt like everyone was on the line when I saw it on the telly and there was this massive gap, no one marking him. I mean, this is a lad we've been really linked with in the last seven days as well. And, and you know, I'm sure he's a good player, but I hadn't heard a jot of him. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, let's get this right. I know um, Hull, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, they're all Yorkshire derbies, but I don't know if it's just my, a generational thing for me. Or is it just the fact that I've spent most of my time living outside Yorkshire and just been going there to see family? I don't get that excited about them as derbies. So therefore, I don't keep that much of an eye on them. So I don't know about their players as much. Sheffield Wednesday, I kind of do, because they went through a period of spending a lot of money. I suppose out of a more, the one I care about more was a Sheffield United derby because of yeah. maybe the generation I was involved in um, when I first started getting into Leeds in that late 80s, 90s, maybe we were just all a little bit closer competitively at that time. Um, so I don't know much about, I don't care that much about Hull uh, and therefore don't know much about their players. But I mean, by all accounts, that lad had a blinder yesterday. Yeah, scoring two goals, but they were, they were quite simple goals. Anyone would have scored. Mm. It yeah. was just again defensive problems before brilliance of of uh, Hull from the highlights of the goals that we saw. So we're not bothered about signing him off of what we saw of the highlights yesterday. I, I I would sign him. Why? Just because he scored two goals against us. Well, he has scored two goals against us. Mm. God knows what he can do against the other teams as mm. well. Yeah, but I think as you put it into the context, we played pants. At yeah, the back, and he got it, and you know we haven't heard anything of him. And again, my apologies to all the Hull fans. I'm assuming now listen to this podcast after the way they've been contacting us in the last 24 hours <laughs> on social media. But I, I just don't keep an eye on it, and Lad doesn't either. I'm, you know, I know you've got your own problems over there and everything, and this is a wonderful gift to, from you uh, to your fans. A win against Leeds United. I know it's your your big. Your big moment of the season, probably. Probably your biggest. So, you know, no, but do you know what? I get, I, that isn't bitter. I, I give it to him because you've got to get these. When you're in trouble, like they are, you've got to, these things really matter more. And Leeds have been there a number of times. So I get it. I mean, all the people have been trolling us on social media. I've just been liking them and going, fair play, man. You know what I mean? You got the win away at Ellen Road, you know. Whoopie do go for it, and you know I wish them all the best. I, I see Hull in a perfect light. Have you ever seen mad that footage of Jimmy Bullard when when he scored a goal and rollicking all the players? Uh, they it was, were like it wasn't a rollicking them. That but, was no, no, but it, it was taking the mick because the manager did that once. He brought them out in front of all the players, in, in front of all the fans, and, and rollicked them, <laughs> and and then he got sacked. And so the next game, when Jimmy Bullard scored a goal, they organised his celebration. And he rollicked all the players in the manner in front of him. So, you know, I see Hull as like this fun club who... Have you seen that really weird celebration thing? 
that they do. I've got it. I've got it on Twitter. In fact, let's have a look. Let me see. I don't know if we can be able to get it on here now and look at it. But they do this really weird thing when they were chanting. Let's have a look. I, I retweeted it. So if you go to Lad to Leeds on Twitter, if you haven't seen it already, you, you'll see it. Because I, I, I put it on here. So, yeah, uh, this was from at Mike Dean's son. Uh, I retweeted this. Um, at quote, he says, Grown men singing, You're getting mauled by the tigers and doing hand gestures as in, Rawr, rawr, rawr. Oh, I've seen that. And that, that, that. that's growing men doing that. You can see it. Go go to at Lad to Leeds on uh, Twitter, and I retweeted it on there. What well, not fans? I don't, I don't, well, that's well, no. I mean, that's their thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, you if, know. If, if you that's but I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. Never seen anything so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's a really weird. That's a really weird <laughs> celebration. Not very intimidating, Hull fans. I wouldn't say we were getting mauled. And, yeah, uh, well, from the stats, you know, going back, uh, again, we're picking this up, I'm sure. I've actually seen people on social media say Hull played really well and deserved it. And that was from some pretty hardcore Leeds fans saying that on there. So fair play to him. Like, no beef against Hull whatsoever. Like, they're just not on the radar as far as we're concerned at all. Well done. You played well sort out that chant man because I just you know just as a friendly football fan advice I would not do that uh, because it just doesn't I don't know maybe you should do it because like I say Hull I've always enjoyed kind of seeing Hull in there but you know hey whatever you your club I'm sure you might slag off a swing in the, 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 the scarves and all that kind of thing I don't know uh, but, yeah, but that's proper football so let's just look forward so actually yeah 2-0 it looked like 70% possession um, I think we've had more shots on target in previous games so it kind of looked like we were really I mean the scoreline says it but we were really kind of poor up front. Uh, I saw Tyler Roberts was on the bench and I think he came on. I think he did take a couple of chances. The Jack Cl- Jack Clark came on again for Harrison at half time. Um, look, you know, like we say, a wonderful 2018 to end on. Uh, de- absolutely 100% believe in Bielsa. But the, the only question in I've got quite now, uh, there's three questions actually, and I'll, the last one will lead brilliantly on to, to looking forward. But... Don't get this Harrison backing in the last three games. I know we set up the own goal. Um, why Why we still feel Jack Clark needs to come on as an impact player? I'd love to see Jack Clark start and actually Harrison maybe come on as an impact player. Um, n- not seeing any vibes on Alioski, secondly. Not seeing anything on, on him. So I'd, 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 he might have actually played quite well yesterday for mm. all I know. So I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to bring it to well. Centre backs definitely need sorted. Yeah, definitely. There's some not need sorted. We I think the whole back four just needs a little bit more of a robust setting, more players, and and I would love to see a, a brilliantly experienced back centre five. back. Mm. I just I just like to see a brilliant centre back come in and 
you know, like someone who's been there. I know it sounds, it's not like Dawson of who's a Forest or anyone like that because I actually think he's gone now. But what about just, Corker? But just someone who who is. I mean, again, that Corker guy. Why? He's, why he's, is he at Dundee? Yeah. There's a reason. Is it Dundee? Surely there's got to be someone we can bring in and just you know solidifies us there that both Pontus and Coops have to try and topple to get into uh, the game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've never looked forward to Coops coming back so much as it stands. And that leads us brilliantly like, looking forward. You know, we've got Forest. It puts the Forest game in a bit of a, a different context, this, doesn't it? This whole result, I suppose. It yeah. looks, it's a bit, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more worried about it. We've had six points in this busy period so far, out of nine. Um, we go here... I mean, I think we... Do we go... My gut feeling is telling me Bielsa will go with the same team he started with against Hull. He, he probably will. But when everything surely about the Hull game is telling us don't because we need to be more clinical and be, and be better defensively. And I think what would help be better defensively is is having Phillips play in that central defensive midfield role maybe have like home I mean who's their strikers they've got that lad from they've Sunderland they've got Lewis Scrabham yeah I think he's been doing so he's, qu- is he quite quick I think player. he's just good at shooting yeah I, just... I mean you know so Pontus could probably have him in his back pocket yeah hopefully you know so I mean Harms like you know he can handle the big tall I don't know whenever I've seen Harm plays he plays really flipping well I think you know not certainly not a performance where I think ooh I've, I mean I think the benefit would be having Phillips in that midfield breaking it up and that you know that I don't know and having Jack Clark in you know instead of Harrison just that one change I think you know offensively makes us a lot stronger and then yeah let's bring on you know Tyler Roberts and Harrison as the impact players rather than the other way round. I've seen a lot of. Uh, I think it was LUFC Lewis said, "Let's stop singing the click song," because ever since we've started saying that, he's never scored. He's not. He's not scoring. So, what would you go with? What are you thinking for for, for Forest? I still wouldn't start Jack Clark. Right, okay. Because, well, I just feel like he might be one of them players, because uh, keep in mind, he only is young. Mm. He might be one of them players who just, like, maybe can't handle a full 90 minutes of intensity mm. for in the playing championship. Playing how he does. Playing how he does. Mm. I think he's better as an impact sub, but probably you'll go with the same team, no doubt about do, it. Do you know what I'd probably like to see playing instead of... If, if that is a case, so if, I, if we take that verbatim, that... Jack Clark uh, hasn't got the engine currently to play like that for full 90 uh, or let's say full 70 because you could always bring on Harrison for him if he was knackered. I'll tell you who I'd like to see play up there in that offensive is Shackleton. That boy looks like he can run forever. And remember, he looks he looks brilliant at right back. But I think he is he's more of a midfielder, isn't he? That's his nat- more, his natural position, the way he's been brought up with the under-23s and, and, and under-18s, etc., is 
via playing in midfield, I believe. So, I mean, I maybe prefer to see him get a go up there and you know be bombing and take, you know running down on those defenders. You know, bringing a bit more intensity to that uh, offensive three. I mean, there, there's an option that'd be interesting. But again, I think if we're gonna go gut feeling, it's gonna be the same, isn't yeah. it? Going to be the same as we've done, um, which at the same time I find quite cool by Bielsa the way he does that. Moving on from the Forest game, not that I think anything will happen on the first, but from the second, I mean we may be going over all ground here, but transfer window opens, Ooh. we have a bit of a league break, it's QPR away in the FA Cup on the first weekend. What are we thinking? I mean, you know, are, are we? So I'll say, I think centre back. I've already talked about the levels of that of what I think we should have, and I also think we need to bring in another striker. I just want someone in there to put on pressure, someone who's hot who'd come in and and you know say, do you know what? I know you've got Bamford and Roof and Tyler Roberts, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for this position. And as we've seen, you know, Bamford is obviously very injury prone. Tyler's quite injury prone. You know, it's, Roof is the only one who seems to be holding it together with fitness at the moment. But how long for? You know, we're only halfway through the season. So for me, I think centre back absolutely. I'm I'm a lot more chilled, despite the Blackburn performance. I'm a lot more chilled on the goalkeeper. I don't know what it is. I just think you'll be hard to find a class of keeper better than him to come in and join us. Yeah. And also, I'd hate to think we'd lose him because I think he's, you know, possibly our future. Oh, well, obviously, we do need to get a centre back. Mm. Maybe look around in the Premier League. Mm. Um, a striker, mm-hmm. maybe like not so the Premier League, but maybe like other divisions around the world, maybe other like other like second divisions. I think we need someone who's a top goal scorer in a division like like we're in. So. That's Someone going like to be that. pricey, then, isn't it? That's going to be pricey. Who, who you, if you, if you got any ideas on who? I'd like to see that um, uh, the Norwich striker coming, Timo Pucky. Well, but I mean, as we it stands were, we at the moment, we is he going to leave Norwich to come to us? We wouldn't. We probably wouldn't get him, but I'd like to see him come to us. You know, it'd be a nice, it'd be a nice coup by Leeds. <laughs> a real sign of intent to get someone who is challenging to go up. With uh, you know a, a rival uh, contender side, the one that stands out for me, and I just wonder if we could persuade him with them being no, uh, you know, high-profile international uh, tournament in the summer is that Solanke's going to Crystal Palace, man. And I just think you know we're gonna he wants to go back to Liverpool anyway, so why not come down to us and get on form? And absolutely smash it. I think it'd be brilliant for us with the way we play and give us a real physical dimension we don't possibly have even with Bamford. Yeah. Because he's, he's not only tall, strong, but he's pacey. And uh, the lad can finish like with flair, as we can see. So he's one I'd be... If we're going to loan from the Premiership, I'd, I'd love us to see us push the boat out for that. I'm ass- and I'm assuming the kid's on a big old whack based on that. He's an ex-Chelsea youth who, like, get a 100 grand a week or something stupid like that anyway, then Liverpool sign him, and so, you know, he'd be on a good whack. Any others that interested you? Any other strikers? Well, I mean, don't know, like, any other, like, 
second strikers that we could be getting. There is that there is that Brahim Dyers mm-hmm. from a, a Man City who we could get on loan. Mm. So I remember he, he, I think he may have got a hat trick or he may may have got two goals against someone in the FA Cup or Car, no in the Carabao Cup. Mm. I think he did that. I think he can he can play left wing and up front as well. Right. So that'd be good. You'd like to think Pep wouldn't give us a stinker, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he'd help us out. He seems to be yeah. like our new best mate yeah. as far as uh, you know because of Bielsa and everything. We're both in agreement here between us then. I think centre back and striker uh, absolutely vital moving forward. I'm even a lot more chilled on left back ever since seeing the Morecambe lad. Yeah, you know, I think he could. I'm, I'm you know, I'm more than Davis. happy for him to go in there. And and again, we, we we've got uh, Pierce knocking about somewhere. Mm-hmm. So where, yeah, but, yeah, uh, we don't know where he is, but yeah, and I'm I'm sure he's he's, he's doing the under twenty three magic. I'm actually really excited for January. I, I I can't wait to see how we we come back against Forest. That that starting eleven is going to be fascinating and a real show of how Bielsa wants to move forward. I also really excited about what Orta's got lined up for January transfers, if anything, because yeah. you know all the noise comes out is that we're not going to do anything and Bielsa's happy. But surely the last seven days is kind of showing well. That can only get you so far. As brilliant as it's been, it can only get you so far. And, you know, top of the league, man. At the end of 2018, absolutely wonderful. Thank you, everyone at Leeds United, for getting us there. Batty about reading. Here we are on the road in Cumbria, but Lad still has his trusty book by his side, making sure... He always brings a David Batty fact to the table. He scored the most goals for Leeds out of any of the clubs he went to, which was only four, and is also the same as his shirt number. So maybe he did it on purpose. Batty about reading. This is where we do lad shouts. And I think really, a uh, big shout out to all the whole troll fans uh, out there. Um, essentially, uh, we've lit up with Hull fans retweeting uh, and commenting on our conversation we had with uh, our good friend uh, White at White's Hull uh, before the game about what we thought the predictions were and everything. Um, they've really enjoyed trolling us um, and you know it's been actually quite amusing watching it so uh, big big up to all you Hull fans out there who spent all your time looking at uh, a at Lad to Leeds account um, off the back of your result yesterday. I, I was thinking of doing a version of reading them out, like when you see that mean tweet read out, yeah. but they're actually really not funny or um, just gags I've seen before, So, uh, or just retweets and stuff. A bit more so, originality. Well, uh, I just, like, I, I wish it had been funny, but they weren't. So, hey, well, let's move on to the people who have made a positive movement for the podcast on social since the last one the lad shouts on twitter is anitak2512 at s90rny at smith leeds united at colin self2 at james d50337 and at matthew underscore hatfield on instagram at philip holder 460 
at Steve underscore Redgave, at Peacock2226, at Hayden Hardy1, at Sue Stevens44, and at Jeff83. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, thanks loads for your support, guys, over the last few days, keeping the podcast alive over the festive period. Like I say, listening has been off the scale over this period. Thank you so much for that. Um, we go again into an exciting January we go. Uh, we wish you all uh, a great New Year's Eve, but obviously we wish you more a great New Year's Day when hopefully we go down to Nottingham and we uh, sock it to them, we come back, we go again. We've lost 4-1 to um, West Brom and guess what? We came back and won seven in a row and that could happen again. And also we're in the mix of a very exciting January for us, potentially. Let's hope it is. Thanks for all your support in 2018, everyone. And we'll speak to you on New Year's Day. That's it. Twitter, follow on Instagram at Lad to Leeds, Facebook, search Lad to Leeds.